The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serda. It is Wednesday, October 25th, as the Kansas City Chiefs prepare for their Week 8 matchup against the Denver Broncos. Uh, I'm kind of glad we're getting this one out of the way again really quick and then don't have to talk about the Broncos the rest of the season. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween. Uh, it is Broncos week once again, and I am looking forward to not having to talk about Sean Payton and this team for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's the second time in two weeks. I actually think the Broncos are playing a little bit better this time around. We saw the defensive effort kind of help them in this last game against the Packers. The Packers making a comeback in the game. They were able to get the interception. Russell Wilson continues to look good, not great. Uh, I feel a little bit more like this is in the trap realm than we did just two weeks ago, but that's the NFL, right? Uh, we thought the 49ers were the best team uh, in the league, and they go and lose to the Vikings. Same thing about the Eagles. They have a loss to the Jets uh, that they have on their record now, so things change really fast. I still think the Chiefs are a better team. That's why they, they opened as eight-and-a-half-point favorites, but uh, that could change uh, as you go, and you know, you said it. Even though the Broncos are playing a little bit better now, they're what? They're still two and five. And so the only the only thing they, they have going for them this year, I think, you know, they're not gonna make the postseason. So it's can they end this ridiculous sixteen game winning streak that the Chiefs have over them? Like it's amazing to say that should the Chiefs win on Sunday, they would have beaten the Broncos for a the equivalent of a full NFL season um, of games. Um, obviously dating back to uh, years and years ago when Jamal Charles was still on the team. And I, I want to get into that stuff uh, a little bit before we get out of here today. But I, I think we need to start today's show off highlighting the news and some unfortunate news for the Kansas City Chiefs and wide receiver Justin Ross coming out this week. Uh, according to the Johnson County, Kansas District Court Public Records, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Justin Ross 
uh, was charged with two misdemeanors, uh, one count of domestic battery with no priors and one count of criminal damage to property totaling less than a thousand dollars on Monday afternoon in Shawnee, Kansas. He was booked later that day. Um, not a great situation. Uh, I, I wish that the Kansas City Chiefs would stop finding themselves in these situations because it seems like it, it happens every year or two with them. There, there's some kind of issue with some player on the team, but uh, this is an, unfor an unfortunate circumstance for the Kansas City Chiefs and Justin Ross, who is a player who's trying to fight for playing time, trying to get his NFL career on track after several injury-related issues uh, at, at the end of his college career and now coming into his NFL career. Uh, but other than that, we don't really have much uh, on this subject. Uh, I'm sure Andy Reid, when he speaks later this afternoon, will be asked about it and probably offer up nothing. Yeah, that's my expectation uh, as well as far as you know what Andy will say. I mean, I, I think this is always a situation where he gets ahead of it in his opening statement, kind of says they're going to let it play out. You know, they, they're aware and, and they're not going to really take any additional questions about it. Let the legal process play out. Uh, this started really alarming on Monday. It was uh, created a level seven felony. And originally it said uh, you know, domestic uh, criminal property damage greater than 25,000. It's now down to two misdemeanors, uh, one count of domestic battery with no priors one count of criminal damage to property totaling less than $1,000. Um, again, we're just stating the facts here because uh, Justin Ross went into court uh, and did plead not guilty to this. Uh, the Kansas City Star recounted the the police dispatcher uh, recording, uh, and uh, apparently the victim, Star, of course, didn't name the victim, um, had complaints of dragging through the house and, and tearing up the house uh, It tended to be a potentially a, a partner uh, of Justin Ross and uh, the, the judge uh, ended up uh, allowing the girlfriend, the victim to, to go and get stuff. And there was an order uh, for Ross to, to stay away again, uh, not guilty, but it, it kind of seems a little bit um, ugly here. Uh, you got to let the legal process play out. Uh, you're right about the chiefs kind of being tied to this, uh, both with their own players and players that they have sought in free agency. And I think that's worth noting as we, Continue to celebrate them as two-time champions, and you have all the happy, um, go lucky, lovey-dovey stuff with with Travis Kelsey and and all the, the positive headlines. I mean, you, you look at uh, this team. This team was connected to Tyreek Hill. They sought Frank Clark uh, and Charles Amenahue in free agency, uh, and then with their own team, Willie Gay, uh, with the the DV um, stuff, and now uh, Justin Ross. Uh, so, but stuff. Uh, I think uh, you know. It, as we mention all the great things about the Chiefs, at some point you got to mention that they've been tied to a lot of these uh, similar cases, and not to say one is exactly like another, um, but you, you got to ha have that as part of the conversation. You know, there's a there's a, a low lying, ugly aspect to all this, um, and a lot of that goes away with winning, and you know that's part of the NFL, but it, it, it's just a tough situation all around, and. We'll keep people updated uh, about this Justin Ross situation as more information comes out. This particular situation will resume in December 4th when he's due back in court. And uh, this is reality, right? We cover the on the field as well. I don't anticipate uh, anything happening when it comes to a suspension uh, of Justin Ross until the following year. Uh, and I, I can't imagine we'll get any more from the team this week. Uh, it's going to be pretty, pretty mum uh, in that regard, in my experience.
Yeah, as we've seen with some of these other cases across the NFL, generally the league will not uh, suspend a player or make some kind of judgment until after the legal process is played out. So I wouldn't expect anything to come down from the league uh, over this case anytime soon. Uh, So barring the Chiefs making a significant move here, uh, I I would imagine that they're probably going to mention it today say they don't have any details, wait for the legal process to play out, and that's probably all that they'll really offer up about it. So it'll be something that Chiefs fans will want to continue to monitor, and we'll have all the information for you as we get it at arrowheadpride.com. But getting back to the Chiefs' Week 8 matchup against the Broncos, you mentioned their 16-game winning streak over uh, Denver, and Patrick Mahomes, who just continues to set records year after year, actually is looking to set another record this weekend against these Denver Broncos. He's looking to start his NFL career 13-0 against the Broncos, which would be an NFL record and a pretty unprecedented record for one player to be undefeated through 13 contests against a single team. And it just continues to highlight the Chiefs' dominance and Patrick Mahomes' dominance over the division and over specifically the Denver Broncos. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's, it's wild to just think about where we were at um when when the 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 broncos last beat the chiefs um when you just consider like what was going on in the world it's it just gives you uh it hits harder i think like we mentioned jamal charles being on the team number one billboard song was watch me whip watch me nay nay the president was barack (laughs) obama like it has been that long to, I mean, that's another world pretty much since the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs. So you can imagine how uh, incredibly frustrating it's been for that team uh, and that fan base. And that's why I say, like, it, it seemed different three weeks ago because they were a complete mess. They're starting to get some of their stuff together, as you would say. And I, I think it's important to remember if they can get this win, they're not going to make the playoffs, right? If they can get this win, that is a huge step forward for their franchise so we use that terminology of like well this is their super bowl we use it a lot this is really the the biggest game the broncos are going to have this season and i think that's important to remember when you talk about the preparation that the chiefs are going to have to put in um again this one stands out it's on the broncos turf they're playing a little bit better and it's kind of the only thing they have going for them this year if they can manage that win so the Chiefs are going to have to match that energy, and, and I anticipate they will. Andy Reid kind of knows that, and, and so do do um, Patrick Mahomes and some of the team team's leaders. I think we discussed this a little bit on Cho and BK a couple of weeks ago when these two teams played at Arrowhead Stadium that I didn't think for a second there was any circumstance where Denver was going to come into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. But this is the game. I think where we talk about these weird games in the NFL and anybody can be upset on any given week. Like we've seen the San Francisco 49ers drop two games in a row. Now Uh, the Buffalo bills just lost to the one in five Patriots. We saw the Philadelphia Eagles get upset by the jets a couple of weeks ago. Like this is the kind of game on the road at Denver Uh, chiefs coming off of, I think their most impressive win of the season with a huge matchup against the Miami Dolphins on tap the following week in Germany. And this is your kind of typical, like, yeah, we could just overlook this game and, and kind of skate through these guys and get a win and then head to Germany and, and take on the Miami Dolphins in what's going to be one of the biggest matchups of the NFL season. And so you could kind of convince yourself, like, 
oh, Denver's playing a little bit better. It's at home. Like, can they put it together? Are the Chiefs going to be sloppy? Is this going to be one of those Kansas City performances where they turn the football over and they've got dumb penalties and it just seems like their head's not really in the game? And you could totally talk yourself into that. I still tend to believe that the defense is good enough that you can overcome those circumstances this season. And, uh, and I just tend to believe that the Denver Broncos are truly that bad, even though they're playing a little bit better right now. I just, I, I think it would really, really have to blow up in Kansas city's face for them to somehow lose this game to the Broncos this week. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, it's going to take a perfect game by the Broncos and the chiefs making mistakes and the chiefs have made less mistakes uh, in recent memory. And one thing that sticks out is they're just a complete team now. I think they were more apt to upsets when it was an offensive-driven team, where now it really is, honestly, like that you can honestly say it's an equally sided team where both units, I think, have top five potential, which is a really tough team to beat unless they're making mistakes. And I'm probably sounding like a broken record on our podcast airwaves and radio airwaves and wherever I do all my other stuff, but if the Chiefs don't lose the turnover battle, um, and they don't take a lot of penalties. It's almost impossible to beat. Uh, our, our old colleague, uh, and your old colleague, my current colleague, whatever you want to call it, Jay Binkley has a stack going around with the Chiefs, uh, have either won um, or lost by less than four points in 40 straight games, which is incredible. <laughs> uh, and so uh, it's just a really tough team to beat. Uh, and so when you don't have things going on, um, like the Broncos um, don't, you know, so to speak, uh, it's going to take some implosion for you to to grab that victory. And so um, we'll see. Again, clean football is the key, especially when you're playing a bad football team. And another thing you mentioned, the Chiefs just being this well-rounded uh, team this season. Uh, from Aaron Schatz, the creator of DVOA, Kansas City Chiefs are the first team to be top five in all three phases as of week seven since the 1999 Rams. They're number four yeah. on offense, number five on defense, and number two on special teams, uh, which is – insane when you think about it and especially for a, a team yeah. a couple of weeks ago nationally the narrative is you know the Chiefs don't have it on offense this season they don't have any pass catchers outside of Travis Kelsey but we were sitting here saying like the underlying stats are still good for the Chiefs like they're struggling in the red zone and they're not putting up enough points but they're still producing and it's just about them finishing things off and we finally got a glimpse of that last week I still don't think we've seen the ceiling of this team quite yet but it continues to highlight that they are truly the most well-rounded roster I think that we've seen in the Patrick Mahomes era. Yeah, I said it, I think, week three or week four. Uh, and and just with, the again, the completeness of, of the team, I think there's a scenario here where, A, Chiefs fans are going to be sick, and B, Chris Jones is going to be sick. Because this team is very, very hard to beat. If they come out of this season with the 16-1 and record, there's, there's going to be people that are being like, we – could have been that team right we talk about that all the time that's the ultimate goal for every team is to just go uh, completely undefeated through an nfl season and i think even with the philadelphia eagles still on the schedule the bills the Bengals. i know about the dolphins in germany these are going to be tough games but the chiefs should be a favored or close to favored in every single game and so i mean you you're looking at a would have been scenario of real big time history but that it's already over. It's already over with. The Chiefs were humbled on night one. Chris Jones is watching from the stands. I just, I wonder uh, if this whole situation keeps up, if everyone stays healthy, uh, are they going to, or would they have flirted with a, a perfect season? 
Yeah, if they manage to go into their bye week with an eight and one record, uh, just looking across the league, and there's a lot of really talented teams in the NFL right now. I just don't see how you could make an argument that the Chiefs aren't the best team across the NFL uh, with the with, with well, the wins that they would have and the back half of their schedule being as tough as it is. Well, just think about. I mean, and I you know I watch these national shows and I watch Fox Sports, I watch ESPN, and you know everyone is still kind of debating who the best team in the NFL is. The Chiefs lost by one point on night one without their best defensive player. And had that not happened, right, it wouldn't even be a question. That's so silly. The yeah. Chiefs are very clearly the, the, the best team right now. It's just a matter of they didn't get that single game they probably should have had. And so, hey, you know, let them kind of um, fly under the radar in that regard. I think everything off the field is keeping them well above uh, the radar. But uh, when it comes to you know, who debating who's going to win the Super Bowl? I feel I still feel like there's people out there that are are picking other teams, which is wild to me at this stage. Yeah, um, I, I don't think there ever should have been any doubt that the Chiefs offensively could try to get things figured out as they went through the normal every year. They have these defensive growing pains early in the season, and this season it's the total opposite. And every year the defense seems to figure it out. This year it's the offense, and the I, I just think. They're a really, really tough team to beat. And maybe for some, for whatever reason, the defending Super Bowl champions still aren't getting the kind of hype that some of these other teams uh, across the league. But uh, we should get an injury update on Wednesday afternoon from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. We should also hear from Patrick Mahomes later on uh, this afternoon. Those will be available on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network on From the Podium. So make sure you check those out later. But Hopefully we'll get an injury update on linebacker Nick Bolton, who's expected to have surgery on his dislocated wrist, expected to miss about two months. I'd imagine he's headed to IR. And so if the Chiefs make that move on Wednesday or sometime this week, I'd be interested to see uh, what the move that they make after that. We know Frank Clark was in Kansas City visiting with the Chiefs, getting a physical last week. We haven't really heard anything else about Frank Clark since then. So I'm still curious as to whether or not the Chiefs are going to try to bring him back on like a veteran minimum deal. I don't know where Frank Clark's at at this point in his career after, you know, he didn't really see any action with the Denver Broncos. Obviously, it didn't work out. He gets released. And then immediately it was like, I want to come back to Kansas City. So that's something that I'm interested to hear if they'll offer anything up today uh, about that, if they're still having conversations with Frank, if that's something that's still on the table or if they're just saying we we got enough defensive line depth, Frank, we love you, but uh, it's just not going to happen this season. Not only that, the defensive line depth plus one. They added Mike Pinnell, uh, one of the heroes of the 19 championship season, to the practice squad at a similar position, not the same position, right? At defensive line uh, yesterday. Um, I think this is a on the Chiefs' terms type of thing. Frank, stay in shape. If we need you, we'll call you. You know that type of thing. Uh, ideally, I think the Chiefs would like to add him if there's a spot for him. Uh, toward the end of the season and into the, the postseason. But right now, uh, as I've kind of been saying, I, I've always kind of felt that this has been player side driven, whereas the Chiefs have been a little bit more cautious about what, what they're saying about it. So um, I think the message is for Frank to stay in shape and we'll see as we go. And the Mike Pinnell deal, I don't think we've talked about this on the Arrowhead Pride Report, uh, Pete, but this stems, I think, from last week's move where they release. Uh, rookie sixth round pick Keandre Coburn defensive lineman who was a player that I thought could try to play his way into a role on the team obviously the Chiefs weren't seeing enough from him in practice uh, but they did want to bring him back to the practice squad and the Denver Broncos claim him so he is now a Denver Bronco and 
I, I think some of this stuff is kind of gamesmanship between teams and but but also Kendrick Coburn is, is a talented player that maybe still has some upside in the NFL. The Chiefs just weren't getting enough from him. And so they decided to make that move. Hope he reverts the practice squad. Doesn't wind up happening. That's the way that it goes sometimes in the league. But they bring back veteran Mike Pinnell. And I think that highlights just like, well, we'll bring back Pinnell, who we know can play. And we know his has provided value to this team. And then we're going to move on. And we're not really going to talk about Keandre Coburn anymore. Yeah, you, you could always use the depth that that can stop the run. Uh, underrated part of the Chiefs this year has been the play of Derek Nadi. Why not have someone in the practice squad that you feel good about it, you know, if something were to happen? Uh, interested in seeing um, what maybe the Chiefs say about bringing back Pinnell. Uh, it could be yeah, get up to you know get this guy up to speed and then see what he can provide. Um, been interesting to see how the Chiefs have operated with Neil Farrell, who they uh, who they ended up uh, trading for, um, you know, right uh, toward the end of the the preseason with the Las Vegas Raiders. He hasn't made much of an impact at all, so you also wonder about how he kind of fits into to that mold, but. Chiefs have been really good about having depth in the practice squad, even beyond uh, the players that they have in the 53, especially along uh, defensive line. So just another uh, player, just in case of injury at this stage, we'll see if uh, he makes a quicker impact. He's Pete Sweeney. Follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. As I mentioned, we'll hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes later on this afternoon, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, we will also have a fresh episode of the Great British Chief Show coming your way, so be on the lookout for that. And check out arrowheadpride.com for all of our injury updates, all the news around your Kansas City Chiefs. Me and Pete will talk to you tomorrow morning with a net with a new edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report.